You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Sophia and I'm a law student and welcome to our radio show called A Fresh Perspective on Current Affairs. We'll be discussing what's been going on in the world and how we feel about it as young Muslims in the society. You know, where do we fit in? What's our place? And joining me are some of my beautiful learned friends who will now introduce themselves. I'm Meher, I study politics and I'll be offering up some of my opinions on the topics we have chosen. Uh, I'm Kulsum, I'm an English and journalism student and I'm excited to share my opinion too. I'm Hamna and I'm a psychology student and I'm here to listen to what my friends have to say and I'm looking forward to contributing to the conversation. Enjoy the show. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about recent developments in the Ukraine and Russia war and uh, specifically the arrest warrant which was recently um, made against Vladimir Putin. Um, <laughs> the accents are coming um, this was actually even just I don't know, last week or something, an mm. arrest warrant issued by the ICC. As I say, we can give definitions uh, if people are confused. But yeah, just um, discussing not only um, the ICC warrant and what that means for Russia and the war, but also maybe some double standards of the fact that other leaders from other countries who've uh, done pretty horrific things have not gotten such a warrant. So... Let's discuss. Um, but before I do so, I think maybe everyone would benefit from a bit of a background on what is going on here. Mm-hmm. So the ICC is the International Criminal Court, and I think they're um, based in The Hague, Den Haag. And <laughs> I'm really good at this. <laughs> and they've, uh, yeah, so, uh, they've got this arrest warrant for Putin um, under the headline of war crimes. And this is apparently the first time a leader of a country um, who is a permanent member of the UK Security Council, oh, not, the, not the UK Security Council, the UN Security Council, <laughs> everything is about the UK, <laughs> um, <laughs> has been charged a war crime, you know, a major leader. And apparently it's because of the thousands of Ukrainian children that Putin has taken and sent to Russia. And obviously it's vague what, he's, what his plans are, if they're just kind of war um, prisoners or who knows what he's doing. But um, just, yeah, like a horrific thing to do, obviously. Um, any initial thoughts? Did, did you say first world leader charged? Um, with an arrest warrant put out for them. Okay, yeah. okay, interesting. Wow. So it's like definitely not the first world leader to have done it, period. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, obviously in the past, because something like the war crime um, category in international law was mm-hmm. um, very much uh, made after World War Two. obviously with okay. the, um, after what the Nazis did, mm-hmm. um, horrific stuff. But there was, yeah, there's a kind of category of war crime and of crimes against humanity. Mm. And there's different categories. Okay. Um, but because this is specifically, I think, I think war crimes, interestingly, are, it's kind of a vague category, mm-hmm. but it's usually for things... So in war in general, there's obviously people are going to do horrific things, but there's some kind of unspoken rules. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, on a battlefield, you're not, you're not going to kill prisoners, for example, until a certain threshold is met, you know, something uh-huh. stuff like this, which is just about even though you're not respecting people that much in a war, <laughs> like there's an L- level of uh-huh. 
dignity, dignity you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, human dignity. You know? Exactly. So, um, involving children in this at all is obviously mm. a very not clear, humane. Yeah. yeah, not particularly. Um, not nice. Exactly. But I think, I mean, we can jump right into a discussion about perhaps the fact that he's the first leader that's yeah, ever been. That's interesting because yeah. that's very recent. If that, uh, just a few days ago, and ever. Then, yeah. 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 And if you're looking like after World War Two. That is major because if you're looking at all the wars and conflicts that have happened since then, yeah, for the first person to be Putin, that that is quite yeah. interesting. Like he definitely deserves it to an extent. Oh yes, yeah. But there's it no just, question. It's very interesting as to why he's like kind of the first. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it's so true, and obviously maybe suggests something about international law in general and how it's mainly, let's be honest, kind of controlled by western countries like uh-huh. obviously they're maybe also the most wealthy they have the most influence um <clears throat> that is a big problem like mm-hmm. is there any accountability in the world mm-hmm. really when especially when the governing force is being controlled and influenced then mm-hmm. how yeah. is it really fair and unbiased it's not really exactly um so true and obviously i think the elephant in the room at this point <laughs> is probably you know the usa um yeah. which often comes up in discussions about Russia because mm-hmm. they love just sticking their thumb in that pie. Um, but also, yeah, like this is um, actually, this was mentioned by the Chinese president. President or prime minister? I'm actually not sure, but the person is controlling China at the moment. Yeah, yeah the China boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently he, it was after the arrest warrant that he went and visited um that he went and visited Putin and uh-huh. I don't know what I saw I think they were just having a meeting but I saw something weird about how like they were making food together or something who knows um, they're buddies <laughs> that's kind of wholesome yeah. yeah um but he also you know openly shook Putin's hand after the arrest warrant uh, and mm-hmm. said you know and very much highlighted the double standard of mm-hmm. the arrest warrant mm-hmm. and how um maybe there's some hypocrisy in these institutions which are obviously controlled by the west and especially like the uk us you know filing this arrest warrant when let's be honest should we talk about obama should we talk (laughs) about um you know george w bush should we talk about tony blair yeah yeah. i think it's difficult as well because you don't want to make it seem as if you're not reprimanding putin for what Uh he's done yeah yeah. exactly but it's just yeah there's definitely a double standard there and as you said it's definitely not a competition but when you're (laughs) looking at it it is it's interesting how almost like when the conflicts have happened in syria or afghanistan or you know anywhere else in the middle east it's almost like these people are victors so Mm. when you're looking at when you know um david cameron or um obama are coming back and talking about how you know we've saved this or we've done this they're looked at to as like heroes Mm -hmm. no one would even think of calling them a war criminal where i mean the amount of syrian people that have lost their lives the amount of syrian civilians are continuing to lose their lives because of this conflict or even in afghanistan you know it's the same thing you know people being used as pawns and um these leaders not being held accountable at all like there's not even a warrant uh, for any of them (laughs) nothing exactly and um if anyone needs any kind of explanation of what we're talking about uh specifically for example the iraq war Mm -hmm. um a lot of people know that i think after 9-11 there was um i think some kind of the war on terror yeah the war on terror it was sparked and i think there was some accusation made to iraq about having weapons of mass destruction Uh because obviously very few countries have access to nuclear weapons Mm -hmm. and so and 
that has been very strictly governed. So all the uh, countries that have nuclears are like parties to treaties and agreements so that we can, you know, not have a nuclear crisis um, <laughs> and not die. But, uh, not. <laughs> yeah. but obviously if Iraq was developing these by themselves and using them for some kind of nefarious purpose, mm-hmm. um, they claimed this was happening, they invaded Iraq, they realized they were not developing ma- weapons of mass destruction. And so all the... Um, the death toll, the dead civilians, like the horrific travesties that took place, they just kind of, you know, walked out and were like, oops, and seemingly nothing mm, much no has happened. No consequences mm. for their actions, no. I think even like the economic gain, if you look at Iraq or even Afghanistan, that the US got from that, you know, yeah. um, whatever it was, going into a country and then just, you know, taking what was there is, was a big thing as well because you've gone in under this false pretense and then you've come out just extracted what you needed exactly. it's the same with that colonialism isn't it they went to india to um sort of deal with the savages and then came out having taken everything that they had and you know i think it's just being repeated by these world powers at the uk mm-hmm. and the us and, and other world powers as well at the same time exactly and i think a key thing is the fact that no one apologizes mm-hmm. you know yeah. there's never any ad- admission of guilt whatsoever mm-hmm. even if they're not being put in jail like uh-huh. even just saying we were wrong. Yeah. We were, we're sorry. We won't, we'll try not to do that again. Even um, just like educate the youth about it. Because yeah. it's one yeah. of those things even us as South Asians like kind of figure out ourselves. Like, oh, the country that I live in and the country that, you know, has helped me all my life did this to my heritage. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's always heartbreaking in that way when you kind of come to that realisation. Yeah, it's so true. Because the UK is still so much in denial about mm-hmm. what they did um, when yeah. it comes to colonialism. And I think not even colonialism, like that's, you know, back in history. But if you're looking at like, even now, if you're looking at like Afghanistan or Syria, that's not talked about in school. Mm-hmm. No, that's not so true. mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's doing a disservice to the youth mm-hmm. because then this is very single-minded way of looking at particular issues. 100% exactly um, but I think an interesting thing that maybe has come from this is okay of course there's not there's not been this clear accountability you know like um, these world leaders haven't had an ICC warrant for them they're still walking around living their lives despite you know millions of lives lost potentially yeah. um, in their wrath but do you think there's been an impact in other ways do you think the reputation of these countries has been affected no. <laughs> <laughs> I think us as a youth are kind of more aware of the situation mm. nowadays. And it's like, okay, we know what these people have done. And it's, I don't really know what to say like, other than that. I think... Like, there's more awareness, at For least. me, it doesn't feel as if the reputation really matters to them. Mm. Because if there's no accountability and if there's no change in their behaviour, then they, I don't think they really care what anybody else thinks of them because they're still in power so it's not affecting them it it feels almost defeatist in a way because like they're so high up in this position and yeah it feels as if there's nothing you could really do that would make a difference is there and i think as a country a lot of these countries have a certain image that can't really be tainted you know at Mm. post world war ii they Mm. came out as the victors they came out as the Mm. war heroes yeah it's not the US a, especially, I yeah, feel like they are yeah. very good at marketing themselves mm-hmm. in a certain way that regardless yeah. of how many people will see negatives, yeah. they're still looked as at as yeah. you know, the big West. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to a degree we still glamorise or idealise yeah. the US. The American dream. Very yeah, true. the American yeah. dream. It's still existent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, and I think that's, you know, good marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good marketing. <laughs> exactly, and I think 
they've been campaigning themselves as like almost the heroes of the world, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. I guess that's what justifies them going in, trying to like establish democracy and mm-hmm. um, again, very colonial. It's uh-huh. all yeah. I think it all comes back. Look at us with our world power. Let us go everywhere else uh-huh. and stick our fingers in and uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. civilize you. Yeah, exactly. And there's such a self-righteousness, you know, yeah. of them lecturing everyone else. You White know? saviors. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly that. Exactly. <laughs> Even in the context of the, of the war, even saying that, because um, I think apparently China has also been equipping Russian soldiers, mm-hmm. and then for you, the US to then say, "Oh, you guys should not do that," I think China's response was potentially fairly. You know, you guys have been equipping the Ukrainians, so what is your? How is it any different? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what ground do they have to stand on? You know. Mm, um, no, definitely that is interesting, and I think the. I mean, we're not saying anyone is on the right side here, mm. but it's just that I we believe that. I don't think the US is on any sort of pedestal to say to anyone else, don't do this. Mm. When you have repeatedly done that everywhere else, mm. you know, what makes you think that you can say, oh, please don't do this while you carry on doing what you need to do, you know? Mm. And I think it's almost like uh, colonialism reimagined, <laughs> where, like, you don't actually control these countries. But like you, by proxy, you do. You go That's in. That's almost you their goal. Yeah. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. then you can say, "Oh, we didn't colonize you," or you know, "This doesn't yeah. exist." But yeah. really, yeah. it doesn't in the yeah. modern it's sense. It's just more subversive. It's, just col- now. it's like yeah. colonialism in a different font. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And actually, that's so true, though. Like one thing you said about how they go in and they interfere in everyone's politics, and like even apparently um, with a lot of things in, I don't know, with to do with Cuba and stuff, mm-hmm. like way, way back, mm-hmm. I think they have files from the CIA that they released like 50 years later or something. And oh. they reveal so much about, you know, covert kind of coups and like them funding a president that they don't like in a country that might affect US interests mm-hmm. and just literally taking them down. And just, it seems like people who are making progress, like countries uh-huh. that are maybe have hope, yeah. the US, if it's not in their interests, mm-hmm. are going to just mess everything up. Mm-hmm. It's really horrific. And they've got the size and the power to do that. And it's kind of frightening. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But, um, and I think that, again, mm-hmm. this comes back to the double standard of, like, what you're going to say to China, don't equip them. Where, yes, we do believe that equipping any side is wrong. Yeah. You know, it's wrong, like, as a thing. Mm-hmm. But as America, what? where are you saying this from? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no. what, for, what are you standing on? What are you standing on? Mm-hmm. But an interesting element of that is the fact that China has obviously highlighted that and mm-hmm. said that, you know, there's a double standard here. Like, they're saying what we're saying. And I think... There is a point to be made about, okay, if the reputation of the US hasn't been damaged in the eyes of the West, maybe, you know? Like, we still watch Friends, we still eat burgers, that kind of stuff. (laughs) The height of Americanism. (laughs) But maybe in the East, I think maybe people, I think a lot of these um, countries which have obviously been victim to the US's Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of just bulldozing them have lost respect i think for the u.s you know mm. rightfully so i'd hope so you know? i would hope yeah. so yeah although i think you can still slightly see patterns of westernization in a lot of countries oh, wanting for to sure be absolutely yeah. like it is obvious it's there mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. definitely there and wanting to be as close you know to what the uk or mm. the u.s are doing because the u.s mm. are kind of like the golden standard of our day and age yeah, oh, yeah. that's true yeah. definitely if not not in government per se but maybe more so in just culture just culture yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Maybe i will admit i think they do have a kind of a culture oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know have no culture but they do kind of have their own culture yeah, yeah. yeah. no one's saying it's good but it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But I think even though they remain culturally and um, definitely economically yeah. very powerful, I think there's an interesting, um, there's actually an interesting article on The Guardian recently, which was saying that, um, it was basically just talking about whether people are questioning what the U.S. brings politically, though, you know, in the sense that, for example, I think the title of the article is Western democracy is a lot weaker than it was during the Cold War, mm-hmm. in the sense that all these horrific things they've done, you know, in the Middle East and all these kinds of things, um, maybe everyone was latching on to the U.S. and just get forgiving them because they were this big superpower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now that there's other superpowers, you know, what does that mean for everyone else? Maybe people have seen even the U.S. elections, and they just mm. seem like mm-hmm. a joke at this point, to some extent. Mm-hmm. I think that then ties into Russia-Ukraine, why the why America is so intent on being involved in this war and mm-hmm. taking down mm-hmm. other bigger powers that are potentially competitors. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think even access to information, I mean, if you're looking at, like, you know, the 60s or the 70s, people wouldn't have had the same access to the news that we do now. Mm-hmm. And that would actually, I think, lead to more of, you know, a blind following almost... America's probably doing what's right and whereas I think now we have so many other outlets where we can find out what's happening even though you know mainstream media does have a very single-sided way of looking at things there are other ways to see what's happening and I think that's maybe the difference in why the democracy there is weaker now definitely such a good Mm -hmm. point but I think also maybe subconsciously like as you say in like the 60s 70s maybe they also didn't have a choice but mm. to blindly follow because mm-hmm. you know the US was so dominant um in terms of the world economy you know like mm-hmm. after the war um so maybe now that there's china there's russia like yeah. we don't have to be dependent like oh, especially definitely. in the middle east and i think that again ties back to colonialism of the <laughs> you know indian kind of um what, what am i trying to say attitude towards the british you know a lot of people would end up glorifying yeah what happened to them even though it was awful I but th- they had this attitude of the british came and they saved us and you know they brought things they brought trains i mean even if you talk to our grandparents that's a very yeah. common theme that comes through mm-hmm. and i think that you could see that in other countries probably as well with the u.s post world war ii it's very much like the u.s saved us from this yeah, yeah. you know and the same with colonialism you mm-hmm, know that, mm-hmm. that we were saved from something or we were yeah. given something it's, yeah. you know it's like taking someone's cake and then giving them <laughs> one piece back Thank and you then so being so thankful for the piece of cake that they've been given perfectly to describe it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god definitely um, but that's kind of like an empowering thing then I guess that like um, well <laughs> that like countries around Russia around China you know, they can now make their own mind up about mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. who they're going to support. But uh-huh, obviously yeah. that has implications for the mm-hmm. war in the sense that, you know, maybe if things escalate, which hopefully they won't, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's not an obvious, there's not an obvious good guy anymore. Yeah. yeah you know? I feel sorry for Ukraine, man. <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> the, 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 that, that's the sad thing, isn't it? They've just gotten caught in the middle yeah. of this mess Literally. and it's not it, it's the people it's the civilians yeah mm-hmm. that's the most worrying thing that you know mm-hmm. they're the ones that are having to run and flee and you know have to make new homes and places it's, it's, it's in a way like a petty fight of power mm. and they don't realize the consequences of actual human beings mm, definitely as a result and it's it's, it's really sad mm. exactly mm-hmm. i think i even said this in the last episode but um i guess yeah the idea of it's almost these um big babies you know as i said (laughs) just kind of like battling out their egos or whatever but i think also 
obviously the stakes are high mm. when it comes to nuclears and how <laughs> the fact that they <laughs> the, the term nuclears exactly but the fact that they're big babies with like these big red buttons which we yeah. cannot you know underestimate the yeah like the importance of mm-hmm. keeping things chill <laughs> um please because um, i think there was even um like a very recent development uh like two days ago um so just before ramadan i think uh Putin made a speech in which he said that um, he'd heard rumors about the UK and how we were going to send, I think the UK is planning on equipping Ukrainian soldiers, including giving them uh, depleted uranium shells. So it's kind of like, yeah, like a type of weapon that does contain a nuclear component. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so... And obviously, it's not as big as like a, a full-on, yeah. you know, Hiroshima kind of bomb. Still yeah. concerning. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And, and, and whether or not that you know that's a right report or not, the fact that nuclear weapons are even in the picture yeah. or are yes. literally, yeah, it, it does, whatever site, you know, whatever it is, it's really bad for all of us. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and again, it's like quite you said, who's well. going to be most affected? Civilians, yeah. Yeah. people. It's yeah. the civilians. It's the people. It's quite ironic that this is kind of, you know, rooted with NATO. Where's <laughs> 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 we go? It's quite ironic, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, to clarify, last episode, we talked a lot about NATO and how um, Ukraine trying to join NATO is a, a major spark for this war because mm-hmm. obviously Russia wants to protect its borders and therefore um, the whole thing kicked off. But obviously NATO's main purpose is to prevent, prevent war from escalating. Yeah. And they haven't done the best job, potentially. Mm. I don't think they have. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I think uh, Putin's response to this was um, if all this happens, as in UK, the UK sending these depleted uranium shells, if all this happens, Russia will have to respond accordingly, oh. given that the West collectively is already beginning to use weapons with a nuclear component, trying to say that, well, we were staying peaceful, mm. quote-unquote. Mm. Um, They've been <laughs> they waiting for any <laughs> excuse to fill this up. Exactly, but um, yeah, how does that make you guys feel in terms of nuclears in general? Like, Hopefully, in, in, it's not going to be a likely possibility not you know because obviously it's self-destructive too yeah mm-hmm. um but actually i heard in in some weird way that having nuclears in some ways kind of keeps wars at a certain threshold because yeah it's yeah, like you don't want to take it too far it's a good threat yeah. you know yeah it's a good threat at most but yeah. if you can't go beyond yeah, that i think the then most yeah it's more you know you don't want like a recreation of hiroshima and like yeah. like that it's yeah. awful and mm. and like as humans as evolved species to be <laughs> falling back on like nuclear weapons like, to start yeah, our problems such awful I don't know things. Exactly. yeah like yeah, I, I guess also now um, we have social media we have other ways of kind of um, establishing war mm. which is another interesting topic I don't know if we're going to talk about that today but yeah. it's, it's food for thought yeah. mm-hmm. in, in what sense like what kind of war I don't know information war or like you know, info wars even like twitter yeah. war and stuff yeah. like that like so true i feel like exactly people power on twitter and stuff like that yeah, yeah. it's really weird to think of a president tweeting about nuclear weapons uh-huh. like isn't that such a meta thing exactly yeah. definitely <laughs> it, it's so weird it's very mm-hmm. strange yeah. Yeah. yeah but as you said about the idea of like being an evolved species mm. like maybe that's the one Are benefit of social media <laughs> yeah yeah of you know we don't have to take things to the level of because something like war in general is so primal like it's so mm. killing another person it's just like 
it's so in, it, it intuitively just feels so unnecessary, you yeah. know. Yeah, you speak like you have exactly. experience. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing, Sophia? I've seen some stuff. You don't even then, I feel like some social media wars, or even like I don't know, cybersecurity and stuff. It's kind of it's like a tedious kind of manipulative way uh-huh. of war, yeah. and, and in some ways I can be like. Mm-hmm. obviously not worse than actually losing human lives yeah. but like you said information just, war misinformation yeah. is so yeah. dangerous yeah especially it's when pretty as well. yeah. and, and mm-hmm. in a world where like we're constantly overwhelmed by news uh-huh. it's like we can lose trust in everyone and anyone yeah. like mm-hmm. and then with the rise of like fake news and even like censorship mm-hmm. where you have like you know in china or everywhere in the world where it's just like you're not getting information yeah, we're exactly. cutting off your internet you know where it's like that's being used as a weapon and yeah, what at the end of the day what is true what 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 yeah. from what we hear what is actually you know mm, yeah. objectively true and how much of it is an agenda that mm. somebody is pushing exactly. Yeah. exactly and i think from either side i think propaganda is such a big part of you know either side their playbooks are this it is propaganda mm. yeah, and um you, you're so right who are we trusting and who mm. are we believing mm. and i think even with like the rise of new technologies mm. like um not only can the president tweet about nuclear weapons and i think i think that did happen <laughs> didn't it yeah, like I think, so. I think some i think was it trump said um i have a big red button yeah. too or something yeah, yeah. Trump. Yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> like, watch out guys he's got a button <laughs> <laughs> And maybe even like um, Kim Kim Jong Un is that yeah. it? Uh, the North Korean president was just like, yeah, well I got one too. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you guys grow up. Um, <laughs> and I think even if we're looking specifically at Russia and Ukraine, coming back to like the civilian aspect of it and the way that Ukrainian refugees have been treated, as opposed to you know other refugees and what that sort of even means mm. for like humanity. Yeah. Do you know what oh, is it, what does it say about us as humans when we're treating people different? based on like why is you know, there a hierarchy of why is importance there a, when it comes yeah, to human life like. definitely mm-hmm. um definitely and just looking at you know um the differing attitudes i mean when you look at like syrian refugees and how much of a burden they they're seen to be yeah mm-hmm. when they come here whereas like for ukrainian refugees and we it's should open be arms. like this mm-hmm. we should have yeah. open arms they're refugees they're of course they're escaping conflict you know it's just uh, a shame that the uk um, I mean, obviously, we only have experience with the UK in this situation, uh-huh. but it's a shame that the UK are kind of doing this for the Ukrainians and no one else. Yeah, of course, mm. Ukrainians deserve it 100. Definitely welcome everyone with open arms. We should, yeah. But you know, why isn't that sentiment being shared for the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, yeah, definitely. Again, it just kind of yeah. sucks. Um, and I think the attitudes of um, some of the the people coming over as well. Are, are interesting and I think a lot of it for us I think being people of colour does come back to racism where I think you know is it really just solely based on skin colour that people are treated like this mm-hmm. and, and and why you know why are we because if you're, if you're actually looking at it as you were saying before with Syria and like Afghanistan they're quite close to people that are white you know yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know they've got blue eyes they've got everything but then is it just geographical location where you are at um, exactly mm-hmm. and like such a stark difference i think we saw was like between the treatment of as you say syrian refugees and how they were like a burden and everyone there was a there was a refugee crisis you know mm-hmm. versus, they were flooding they were yeah, flooding in there was, there was, yeah. exactly there's all the symbolism of like you know big billboards of like yeah. you know all these refugees in a line and they're like with their bags and they're coming to our country <laughs> yeah. and they're gonna put that bag in your house uh-huh. you know? <laughs> and versus you know the ukrainian just the fact that we've opened you know we're a very um 
the UK in general is very hostile to like immigration, yeah. mm-hmm. and the fact that they so easily open their gates, yeah, um, and even welcoming them into our their, their houses, yeah, it shows that we always had the potential mm-hmm. to welcome yeah. refugees, but yeah. we just chose not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was like uh, Channel Four; they did a report on you know um, them going into specific neighborhoods and certain. Ukrainian refugees saying, you know, there's too many Muslims here, there's too many people with different skin colours. And granted, maybe they've not seen that, maybe they haven't, and let's give people the benefit of the doubt, but that's a very interesting sentiment, and especially mm. coming from people like, we've grown up here, yeah. I feel as Scottish as anybody does, but yeah. the way I look maybe doesn't look Scottish to everyone, and mm. is that something that's going to be questioned, you know, by pe- other people coming in that maybe look more white, or, or, or you know closer to UK's the UK's culture yeah exactly well I think in general I think what we can take from all these points is that this has been a war of travesties but also a lot of double standards I feel you Mm -hmm. know Um, not only between the treatment of Putin versus all these other US presidents and stuff who have had no accountability for their actions but also exactly as you say double standards um, for like the refugees who've come and they've spread and the difference between their treatment versus the Syrian refugees, all these other wars that have taken place, which the media has conveniently forgotten about. Uh Um, So 100%, these are things that it's so important for us to bring uh, to everyone's attention as people of colour. And yeah, food for thought. Uh, Thank you everyone so much for listening. And that summarises our episodes on Russia and Ukraine. Thank you so much to my beautiful hosts uh, for contributing. And inshallah... See you tomorrow. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.